everlasting name. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. This morning, we're in Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Last week, we dealt with the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11. And my subject this morning is the doom of the devil. Satan is on the clock. The doom of the devil. Chapter 12 and verse 7, when you get it, say amen. And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. Throughout her human history, wars have been fought, dominions have fallen, defeats and declarations have been declared, and through these wars, powers have been preempted, while purposes were perfected. This war is unique here in Revelation chapter 12. It is not between the armies of men or nations, the physical bombs, the radiation fallout, but this war is between the spirits of God and the spirits of Satan. The prince of the demons is Satan, and the prince of the angelic hosts is Michael, the archangel. And this cosmic celestial conflict is over jurisdiction. It's over jurisdiction. Let me stop, pause, and park. I'm a, I'm a history buff. I, uh, I watch the History Channel, I read history books, I like going back, reviewing history, and most of your historical wars were over jurisdiction. When Germany invaded Poland in 1939, it was Hitler's trigger that he was not going to obey boundaries. And of course, Britain and France declared war. Uh, jurisdictions, Caesar, Pharaoh, all through human history, it's always been an invasion of one power against another. And, 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 and the assumption is once these powers overtake another power, what belonged to them now belongs to them. It's a takeover. And, and, and it's here that uh, uh, this jurisdictional war, this doom, is in the middle of the tribulation period that the first three and a half years of tribulation is Revelation 6 to 9, and the middle of the tribulation is 10 to 14, chapters 10 to 14, and then the last half is chapters uh, 16 to 19. Uh, I, I, I don't find it important to 
specify every detail, but what I do find important is that um, the last three and a half years of a seven-year period, and the seven years is the 70th week of Daniel, uh, amen, it's the time of Jacob's trouble, it's the abomination of desolation, that last three and a half years is critical because it is described in at least three to four different ways. It is 1,203 score days, one score is 20, three score is 60, it's 42 months, it's three and a half years. Uh, all, all of these, it's a time, time, and half a times. So all of these designations have something to do with this period of time. And Revelation and Daniel locks like hand in glove, and one supports the other. But this cosmic conflict between the powers of heaven, the powers of hell, is part two, because in Daniel 10, we had part one. When Daniel was praying for two weeks and Gabriel had the answer to Daniel's prayer and as Gabriel's coming through the sky, uh, demons, Satan and his demons, Prince of Persia, met him in the sky, started fighting him to prevent him from delivering the message. And Michael, the archangel, Michael, remember I said when E-L is in the suffix, the end of a word, or prefix, the beginning of a word, has something to do with God. Ezekiel, Elijah, Michael. Are you with me? Yeah. Michael came down, and him and his angels, and they fought Satan and his angels, and they freed up Gabriel to take the message back to Daniel. And Gabriel told Daniel, uh, the Lord heard your prayer, and I had the answer, and I got delayed in the heavens by demonic forces. Let me stop, pause, and park. Uh, Satan, who is real, Satan, who is real, has a plan to frustrate your life of faith. That's his whole agenda. His whole agenda is to come against the children of light. He's already got the children of darkness. Come against the children of light and create havoc create confusion. Amen. Make you think you're missing something by not living the way you used to live. His whole agenda is to get you to look at TV and take in all this mess and filth and permeate your character and your mind with it. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. The, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, as, as, as a baby boomer looking back, and, you know, I'm in my 60s looking back, I now see the value of not having TV. There was more family time. There was more communication. Are y'all getting me? Yeah. Amen. And, and, and then in the, in the 50s when we finally got TV, uh, some of y'all had to put a quarter in, some of y'all, you know, whatever. Uh, it was black and white and you only had three channels. And it was nothing exciting to the flesh on them channels. Lawrence Welk and, you, you, you know, with the bubbles and, Sky King and Heckle and Jekyll, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And, and, and then they started infusing TV with all the filth and the pornography and the subliminal responses and the actual, come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. They start fueling this stuff. So we sit there and we're taking all this stuff in 
So when Paul was saying, uh, come out of the world, Satan said, if I can't beat him, I'm going to join him. Now, I bring the world to them, and in your telephone, he can get anything he wants to get to you through your telephone. Do I have a witness? And Satan knows if you don't charge your Bibles, you're going to charge that phone. Can I get a witness? He, he, he knows you're going to check the messages out. What we ought to be asking ourselves as much as Garrison is, amen, uh, who texted you in the Bible? Who emailed you from the Word? Can I get a witness? It's getting tight up in here already, but child of God, this cosmic battle is for your mind. It's all 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 for your mind. And... Um, this, um, this war that's taking place is critical to all of us. And that's why we're dealing with the reasoning and the relationships and the sense of righteousness and rest because uh, my Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, that's a, that's a contradiction. That's, a, that's what we call a, para, a paradox. It's a apparent contradiction because a sacrifice is dead. A living sacrifice is a paradox. Well, what do you mean by that, Paul? Well, you're living to God, but you're dead to the world. You got to make yourself dead to the devil, dead to the world, dead to the impulses. I'm preaching up in this place. And, and that takes the work of the Holy Spirit through you to transform you by the renewing, I-N-G participle, the renewing process of your mind. Are y'all getting this? Garbage in, garbage out. There's old axiom with computers. The, the fact of the matter is, is when we look at what the Bible is saying is, Satan has already worked out the plan to bring you down. It's already worked. He just needs you to turn away long enough from God, take your eyes off of him, and live by your feelings and not by your faith. Are y'all getting this this morning? Well, I don't feel too good today. Well, baby, listen, suck it up. I don't feel like putting up with this. No, suck it up. We don't live by feelings. We live by faith. And faith is always positive. Faith is always active. Faith, faith, faith is always alive. Can I get a witness? Praise the name of Jesus. So, so child of God, as we recap the revelation, and I'm going to do this as expeditiously as possible, we said that in chapter 1, verse 19, on turn, was the theme of the book. It was threefold. Jesus told John, the apostle, right? He was caught up to heaven on the third, listen, to the third heaven on the Lord's day, Sunday morning. He said, John, write what you see. What did he see? The risen Christ in all of his glory. Secondly, write the things which are the seven churches of Asia Minor. Interesting, these seven churches are contemporary churches. That's my first C, meaning they were seven churches in John's time. Same churches. They were contemporary. Secondly, they were composite churches. They were composite pictures of attitudes, and, Lord have mercy, um, temperatures, if you will, spiritual temperatures. But third, they were chronological churches, meaning 
that they all exemplified an age, the last church being Laodicea, which is the rights of the people, which we think started in A.D. 1900, where there's a falling away of truth, falling away from the, from the Lord, ex, uh, apostasia from the church, and the rights of the people, where now we want to be entertained and not edified. We'll talk about that in a minute. You better, you better look at the whole industry of gospel. It's all entertainment now. And if you turn the volume down and look at gospel, you think you're in a club. They dress like the world. They act like the world. They dance like the world. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't got to say, man, look at the clock and preach. I mean, there was a time we had Mahalia Jackson. Now, I don't know if you know the, the, the testimony behind Mahalia Jackson. She's from Chicago, but Mahalia Jackson was offered $40,000 a night to sing in the clubs, and she said no. Because my Lord, I'm preaching up in this place. Would you sing for $40,000 a night? Don't answer. I mean, people had a conviction. They had a stick-to-itiveness. I'm going to serve him to the day I die. Lord, have mercy. Come hell or high water, I'm going to be still and know that he's God. Hmm. A bad husband ain't going to move me. A bad wife ain't going to move me. Wayward children ain't going to move me. My mind is made up and my heart is fixed. And Paul, Paul, Paul put it this way, for I am persuaded. We don't have that no more. We, we go with the flow now from the pulpit to the door. That, 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 uh, that, that, uh, Write the things which are, because some have lost their first love, Ephesus. Some are married to the world, Pergamos. Some are sickening, uh, Thyatira. Some are dead, Sardis. Just some are alive, well, with opportunity. Doors open up, Philadelphia. Just, uh, it is, it is a con composite, chronological. Ah. He said, write the things which are. And then third, write the things which shall be here after futuristic chapters 4 to 22. Um, that when we look at this matter of worship of the Lamb, chapters 4 and 5, only Jesus was worthy to take the book which had seven seals out of the hand of God the Father. Who's worthy? Nobody was worthy to take the book. And every time he loosened a seal on the book, a judgment broke out on earth. Isn't that right? Are y'all with me? Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls, with three woes in between. That, the first seal was the white horse, a rider with a bow but no arrows, a, a, a bloodless victory through deception. The white horse is a false Christ. The red horse is, war, is warfare. The, the black horse is famine, and the pale horse is death. And then, and then the fifth seal, of course, were these 
uh, these saints that have been slaughtered in the tribulation period, they were under the altar crying, how long, O oh Lord, how long? God said, not long. Well, wait a minute, where is the church? The church is in glory. The church is in heaven with Jesus, rejoicing in him, the sound of salvation. So if you believe in Jesus or even attempt to believe in Jesus, your head's coming off during the tribulation period. And then, and then God sealed 144,000 sealed Jews to preach the gospel of the kingdom. And then, and then there's, there's cataclysmic stuff going on. And then, of course, the, the, the first trumpet is hell. The second trumpet is vegetation being struck. The third uh, trumpet, uh, amen, are the waters being struck. And the fourth trumpet, amen, are, are, are the storms and the sea being struck. And then a, a, strong heaven comes, a strong angel comes down from heaven with three woes. Hold it up, three woes. Now, no more delay. The wrath of God will move quickly. And then the fifth trumpet are demons let out of hell from Genesis 6 who were locked away in Tartarus because they kept not their first estate and they will attack man, they will kill man. And then the seventh trumpet is the kingdom proclaimed, the two witnesses of Moses and Elijah who preaches in the streets and the Antichrist kills them in three and a half days they get up, brush themselves off and go back to heaven and everybody's scared. Ah, case in point, God always has the last say so. Don't you ever think that Satan won't win anything. Satan might work something in. God will just wait and work it out. All you got to do is ask Joseph. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but my God meant it for good. To bring me to a desired end, I do I have a witness. He went from the pit to the palace by way of Potiphar's wife. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, let me stop pausing parking and give a commercial about pain. You cannot have privilege without some pain. Stop thinking that God's going to let you have all of this that you're asking for with no balancing act in between. Pain balances my privileges. I'm preaching. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. And, and, and Paul tells you the reason he had a thorn in the flesh. He went to heaven and saw things that were, listen, uh, 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 not even explicable to man. And God said, don't write them. What you see, be quiet about. Paul said he was in heaven looking around like this. Are you kidding me? And God said, uh, shut it up. Don't talk about it. And, and Paul says, I saw things so wonderful that the Lord had to call up Satan and tell Satan to buffet me with continual pain so I do not get ahead of myself. It's called a DDD, a divine deflationary device. Do I have a witness? Some of y'all got more degrees than the thermometer. Some of you are intelligent. Some of you are good looking. Some of you are all of that in a bag of chips. And you got something in your life to keep you balanced. Could be author and writers. Could come on now. Could could be something that keeps messing with you that God won't take away. You know why? That's to keep you humble. And and unless you're humble, you're not harmonious. You're full of hell if you're not humble. Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? So, child of God, what you gotta figure out is what is God using to keep me humble? Could be trouble. Could be way with children. Your money could be funny. Your health could be poor. Can I get a witness? 
But, but, but child of God, child of God. And, and by the way, we all have something. I got it. You got it. God didn't answer all my prayers. <laughs> God didn't take away everything I asked him to take away. How many, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. There's some prayers that God answered, some prayers he'll answer later, some prayers it was just no. Praise the Lord for the no. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Now here's what the evil people do. When God says no, they determine to say yes. So now they work their own thing. Thinking that an omniscient omnipresent, omnipotent God don't see. My God. Here we go. This recap. We're in chapter 12 of Revelation. The middle of the tribulation period. And, and, and the first thing we need to see is an interpretation of the symbols given very, very, very symbolic, everything. Turn back to chapter 12, verse 1, and it says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. Now, now stop, pause, and park, because there are two wonders in heaven. There's a great, this is a great chapter. In verse 1, we see a great wonder. In verse 3, a great dragon. In, in verse 12, a great wrath. In, in verse 14, a great eagle. And, and, and this is a, a chapter of great insight about the enemy. He says, now look at these symbolics, and there appeared a wonder, a great wonder in heaven. Now, one of the hermeneutical laws of interpretation, I'm taking you to school, hermeneutics is how to interpret the word of God, is that no one scripture is of his own interpretation. You do not interpret the, the abstract, I mean the, 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 the uh, vague over the clear. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If something is clear, you stick with the clear. You don't take one verse and create a doctrine. Last week, we talked about this great angel. Some commentators said he's Jesus. He's not Jesus. He's probably Michael the archangel who's the highest ranking angel in heaven. And when you look at his description in chapter 10, he's glorious. The reason it's not Jesus is because the chapter distinguishes Jesus from him. <laughs> Jesus tells John, put this in the angel's hand. Take this out of the angel's hand. There's a distinction there, but also... Jesus has no reason to come back until he comes back on his white horse for the battle of Armageddon. Uh, when you look at this chapter, hang in there with me now, it deals with this great woman who is not Mary, not Mary uh, 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 Baker Eddy, who started or in charge of Christian science. She's not a Jehovah's Witness nor a Hindu, this woman is Israel. It's the nation of Israel. Are you getting me? And, and it says, and uh, this woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Stop. It's in theology and in hermeneutics that we talk about the principle of first mention. In Genesis 37, don't turn, when uh, Joseph was trying to convey to his brothers that he was going to be greater than them. You know, he was privileged with a coat of many colors. His father loved him more than all the rest. Are y'all with me? 
and they hated him. And then he told his father, you too gonna bow down. Jacob got angry. Do I have a witness? It's in the context of Genesis 37 that Joseph says, and all the stars, the moon, and the sun is going to bow to me. So you know he's not talking about the physical. What he's talking about is Israel, the covenant of Israel, the people of Israel, and the 12 stars are the 12 sons of Jacob. That's contextually, and she being with child, verse 2, the child is Jesus. Jesus came from Israel. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, a red dragon, that's Satan. Now, let me, let me give you Satan's names, and uh, some, some of y'all know him. Because <laughs> you act just like him. <laughs> Satan means adversary, devil means slanderer, evil one means in, intrinsically evil. The great red dragon is a destructive creature. Old serpent is deceiver in Eden. Abaddon is destruction. Apollyon is destroyer. Roaring lion is opponent. Beelzebub is lord of the flies. Belial is worthless. God of the world, uh, amen, controls philosophy of the world. Prince of this world rules the world system. Prince of the power of the air controls over unbelievers. The enemy is the opponent. The tempter entices people to sin. The murderer solicits people to death. The liar perverts the truth. And the accuser uh, accuses believers before God. All his titles. All his titles. One commentator says something interesting I never heard. He said, when we're at the judgment seat of Christ... Now, you're not going to stand for your sins. That has been forgiven at the cross, but you're going to stand for your works. While we're at the judgment seat of Christ, Satan's going to be in the stands. Him? You're going to give him a crown? <laughs> you, you mean you're going to give him a crown? And, and I laughed when I heard it, but that's not too far-fetched. Because the judgment seat of Christ, the rapture and all that is way back here. He still has access. Job 1.6, the Bible says in Job, when the sons of God, angels, came before God to present themselves. Now, in the Hebrew, it means God called all the angels and they reported that attention. And the Bible says, and Satan came also among them. The, impl the, the implication is he reported that attention. And God says, Satan, where are you going? He said, to and fro, up and down. I'm trying to find somebody I can trip up. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? He is. Above all men, he is. He's got integrity, character. He's a good man. And God and Satan was actually negotiating over Job. Could it be that you and I are living good enough for God to negotiate with Satan about us? <laughs> uh, have you considered Jim, Jim Blow? He's the worst sinner in the church. I know you ain't recommending him. And here's what God said. God said, uh, Satan said, I'll tell you what. God, take some of these hedges from around him and let me come at him 
and I will have him spit in your face. And God said, you can do whatever you want to do except kill him. When I'm alone at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, and I don't have all the fanfare of praise the Lord, when I'm emotionally, psychologically down, what if Satan said, God, take all these hedges from around Pastor Gordon. Let me go straight at him. Do I have, and, and, and see, Peter said, we are kept by the power of God. That, that means the only reason you and I are not cutting up and acting a fool this morning, the only, the only reason we're not prostitutes, the only reason we're not taking drugs, the only reason we're not carrying guns and trying to stick up stores, the only reason we're clothed in our right mind is because there's a hedge about you. Don't you ever think you're not strong? Don't you, don't you ever think you got it all together? Uh, but for the grace of God, there goes I. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. Because, you know, we get kind of cute when we get in church. The old folks said, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would I be? The only reason you're sitting up in here this morning, because there was a hedge around your bed last night. only reason your children are alive this morning, because there was a hedge around them. Can I get a witness? The only reason you clothed in your right mind is because God has put a hedge around you. There's none righteous, no, not one. Boy, we can look down on each other, can't we? I know I'm bad, but I'm not as bad as him. Somebody need to preach this stuff, Doc. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. See, and 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 I don't I don't let me get second gear, but see, what what we need, we need meditate, we need to cut the TV off, cut cut the phone off, get some meditation time. Get with the Lord and let the Lord show you where he brought you from. Can I get a witness? Let let the Lord show you. I'm dealing with reasoning and relationships and righteousness and, and rest on Wednesdays. You need to come out. See, listen, I, I, uh, my personality hasn't changed. God is starting to change my mind through truth. But I'm still the same person I was years ago. Y'all ain't getting this, man. Y'all ain't getting this. I was in basic training in 68 and went to tech school in 68. And, and I'm in the barracks, man. And, and this boy jumped in my face, man. We was banging, man. I, I, I don't play people getting them up in my face. I don't fool with that. Tough guys go down. I don't fool with that. I'm from South Philly. We ain't played that day. You understand? I didn't have no blades of grass in Williamstown. Come on, now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hey, hey, yeah. I wasn't trying to be a tough guy. It's just in me. Grew up that way. You know, we got double theology in our home. Love the Lord with all your heart, but if they hit you, you better hit them back. And, and if they too big, you better pick up something. Come on, now, we got that theology, didn't we? 
So I come from overseas, Dan, in 71. I'm, I'm, I'm overseas, 18 months. I come from overseas. I'm, I'm on a 30-day furlough. I go out to Kansas City, Missouri, Richard Cabal Air Force Base. I, I'm, I'm in there. I go on the NCOIC call. I'm a sergeant. I'm eating. Got my civvies on. And I was saying it Wednesday, everybody demographically from the Northeast Coast hung together. Philly, New York, D.C., Baltimore. We, we look, we dressed alike, we talked alike, we acted alike. Juan Peterson was from Brownsville, New York. Br me, and, me and Juan were stationed together. I mean, we all, we all were just alike. And uh, I'm in the barracks one day, and this boy from Chicago came in. Well, you know, we liked him. He came in. Hey, Gordon, can I speak to you for a minute? I, I don't know why he called me. I was about 10 of us in there, right? I said, what's wrong, man? He said, man, I need you to talk to McLeod, this big guy from Houston, Texas. And I ain't like people from Houston. <laughs> you know, McLeod was big. So he said, I said, what's wrong? He said, he's scarring my car up with stones. I just got a brand new GTO. He's scarring my car. He was scared of me. So I said, uh, I said, all right, man, I'll talk to him, man. So we go in the chow hall. And there's about 15 of us getting in line, you know. So here go McLeod. Hey, Gordon, what's up? I said, McLeod, you got a minute? <laughs> Yeah, what is it? And I mentioned the guy's name from Chicago. He said, you ain't got nothing to do with that. He said, uh, what's wrong with you? You ain't got nothing. He stopped mouthing at me. I said, who are you talking to? I said, I'm from Philly. I ain't from Chicago, doc. I'll whip your big behind. So we got, we, we can make it off. So that is all inside of me. I don't take stuff. I don't fool with that. Are y'all getting me? So when I got saved and folks stopped messing with me, it was way down here. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It didn't rise up. It was way down here. But the more they kept at me, it started rising up. Here it come, Doc. Here it come. Here it come. So I told the deacon, you better bounce while you got time, boy. Don't be fooling with me. So my point is, God comes along with truth, and he cleans out our filters. He cleans our character. He helps us to live right, but... But even now this morning, uh, like the spaghetti uh, commercial, it's still in there. We got some stuff up in this flesh, don't we? Don't we have some stuff up in this flesh? I know you're humble in church. I know you love the Lord. I know you cry when they sing a certain song. I know you love the word. I know you can quote the promises, but somebody better not catch you on the wrong day. Because you still got an old nature. Let me get off of that. Then people look at you and say, he ain't change. <laughs> Check it out. We're getting out your way. So when you see a saint of God, look, look you, you, in the, you in the saint's face and you keep saying the wrong thing, when you see him going like this one, and they start shaking, and then they put their head down. You better get out of you better get out of Dodge Doc. Something, something getting ready to explode. Can I get a witness? Praise the name of Jesus. Look at this. Hanging there with me. And so she brought forth a male child, verse 5. It was Christ. There was war in heaven, the dragon, Satan fought against Michael. And, and all of chapter 12 is telling you that they're fighting over jurisdiction. Now, wait a minute. Are they fighting? Is this the war where Lucifer was cast out? No! That happened in Genesis. 
when Lucifer took one-third of the angels and he was thrown out of heaven. And Jesus said, I saw you falling like lightning. Mm. He cannot abide in glory anymore, but he still has access. He still has access. Job 1, 6, he still has access. He can go before God this morning and accuse you and me before God. Can I get a witness? Why are you going to bless them and they caught up in this? Ah. So one of the things we see is interpretation of the symbols. Satan, amen, and, and, and uh, the male child is Christ, and, and, and we're approaching this great tribulation. And then in verse 7, we see the inevitability of Satan's descent. He's cast down from the second heaven, which is the universe, to the earth. That means his time is short. Now, see, God has, God, God's got two ways of punishment. One, just like our parents said, you can be chasing on the spot. That means beat up with a belt, broom, ironing cord, shoe, lamp. Boy, my mother's been in jail. I bought you in this world. This is almost scripture, isn't it? And I'll take you out. Mm. And you know, we feared our parents. I don't mean reverence. I mean scared. Lord, have mercy. We have one alone too. You can be chasing on a spot or your privileges can be revoked. That's what they start doing when we start turning teenagers. You ain't going out for two weeks up in that room. Now, that room was a hot box. How many of y'all remember them hot box rooms? And I lived in Philly, row homes, no air. Nobody had air conditioning. The one little fan was in mom's room. Are y'all with me? It was hot. No TVs, no VCRs, no cell phones, no computers. When you went up and closed that door, it was a window about this big and walls. I, sometimes I'd rather just get the beat and get it over with than have to go up in that room. Can I get a witness? You don't go to church, you ain't going out. Isn't that right? You mess up in school, you, 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 you're going to be uh, punished for two weeks. Come on now. And it was like, I think that's why we left so early. The rules, we, we got out of there. Amen. Millennials, we love you, but y'all stick around to 30 or 35. We ain't doing it, Doc. We, we getting out of there, Doc. When my, when my mother told me there's a curfew on the refrigerator and there's a curfew on my door, you will not come through my door after a certain time. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And you had a key and you want to go open it up because they had another key of what key you didn't have. Lord, have mercy. And they just locked that thing out. Thank God for him, boy. But anyway, Satan knows that his time is short. And look at verse 11 and 12. And they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb. Now, now stop. Exodus 12, God does some strange things in the Bible. He uh, tells Moses, here's what you're going to do this night. Uh, kill a lamb, one lamb to one family, or let them uh, share and kill a lamb without blemish. And 
uh, take the meat and uh, cook it, eat it, eat it fast with herbs, bitter herbs, and then take the blood, put it in a basin, and take the hyssop, which is a, a sponge, and on the front of your door, draw the sign of a cross, doorpost and lintel. And at midnight, I'm going to send the death angel through. And when the death angel comes through Egypt, wherever he sees the blood, he's going to pass over. That was the first Passover. Are y'all getting me? And, 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 and what blows my mind about the Passover is that my God has passed over a bunch of my mess by way of the blood. When I see the blood, every time he sees the blood, he sees all my mess, all my sin, all my filth. Come on now, all, all my rottenness, the blood, the blood. What shall wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, not the blood of Buddha, not the blood of Hindu. The blood of Jesus. What shall make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but that blood, Doc. Nothing but that blood. Nothing but that blood. Nothing but that blood. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and then by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives until death. Lord, have mercy. You're talking about a powerful testimony. The testimony is all to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's all to Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's all, I said it's all to Jesus. You, you would be a liar and a thief to take credit upon yourself. I know some of y'all want to do it. I know you come to church, you're dressed up, you, you look like you're clothed in your right mind, you got nice cars, you got nice shoes, but ain't nothing to you, ain't nothing to me. We are nothing but worms. We're filthy, we're low, we're, 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 we're messed up at our best. We're no good. Can I get a witness? There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth, that none that seeks after God. Look at the Roman road. How all we like sheep have gone astray. We've gone our own way. We've turned away from him. And, and the Lord has put on him. Lord, have mercy, the iniquity of us all. Can I get a witness? He was wounded for our transgressions. He, he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with his stripes, we, we are healed. Aren't we healed? We're being healed with his stripes spiritually. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Pastor Gordon ain't no good. Pastor Gordon used to get high. I died for that. Pastor Gordon used to fornicate. I died for that. Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Gordon used to do X, Y, and Z. I died for that. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect and answers nobody? Can I get a witness? See, 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 this is why we are free in him. Because you can't accuse me before a court of law. Can I get a witness? Because, amen, Satan was the prosecutor and God was the judge. And you know the story. And, and, and Satan is a good prosecutor. And, and Satan walked up to the, to, the, to, the, to the judge, who is God, and he said, didn't you say that the wages of sin is death? Didn't, didn't you say that all have sinned and fallen short? Well, let me pull up these sins on Raymond Gordon. Bing, 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 bing. And, and, and God told Satan, you are right. He's guilty and he will be sentenced to death. And some preacher put that thing together. He said, just as the judge sentenced me to death, the courtroom doors flew open. And the young lawyer, 33 years old, 
came in, he walked up the aisle, and he had two assistants, goodness and mercy. Can I get a witness? And God, when he saw the blood, he threw my case out of court. Aren't you glad he threw your case out of court? Aren't you glad he threw your case out of court? And if the Son have made you free, you're free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making me free. Thanking you for uh, clothing me in righteousness. Thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you for putting the blood over my name. Can I get a witness? Thank you for pulling me out of hell and putting me into heaven. Thank you for turning my life around. Thank you for planting my feet on a solid ground. Say yeah, say yeah, say yeah. Now listen up. If you don't know what the Lord has already done for you, you'll never understand what the Lord wants to do for you. You gotta start with what he's already done. He's already seated me in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a peculiar people. Say yeah. Born twice, but only going to die once. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Say yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I was on my way to hell with smoke still in my garments. Can I get a witness? Uh, and you who are dead in trespasses and sins have he now quickened and made alive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all excuse me. Y'all excuse me. I don't live in guilt. Can I get a witness? I know what I did in the past. It wasn't good. It was dumb. It was, it was evil. It was ungodly. But God, who's rich in mercy, didn't he save me? Save me from the guttermost to the uttermost. Save me. Put me on a street called straight. Save me. Mm. Mm. Uh. Uh. Now, now listen. Now, now listen. I got to move on. Listen, listen, listen. This morning I'm in here preaching. I'm talking about the men's retreat. One of my homies from South Philly walked up after the service and said, Hey, Reese, I'm going to the retreat. Da -da -da. He said, Don't forget me. I said, how can I forget you when me and you played hooky in the seventh grade? <laughs> the impact is that there are people who knew you when. And they start to see something that church folk didn't see. They, they knew from when she came. 
And when you got people that know them from whence you came, they got a historicity of all the hell and the mess you was involved in. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? The most powerful part of your testimony is not the church members. Go back and find somebody that grew up with you. Somebody that knew you when. And let them see the new you. My feet are new. My hands are new. My mind is new. My heart is new. Can I get a witness? And they will praise the name of Jesus because they knew you when. I'm coming in. Coming in. Same boy this morning. Same man. Same man. Same man. I'm coming home from high school, 66. Two cars pull up in my street, loaded. Hey, Reese, get in, man. We're going to a party tonight. I said, man, I ain't going. Come on, man. Don't be no choke. Get in the car. I got in the car. They drove way up North Philly, man. 24th and Lehigh. I remember because Connie Mac Stadium was up the street. We get out of we get out of the car and go in the party, man. It's about 15 of us, man. And we in the party dancing. Now I'm just following. It's peer pressure. I'm following people. Next thing I heard, all these boys outside. What's South Philly doing up here? And I said, How do I get out of here? <laughs> all I saw was Fairmount Park in the river. I ain't know where I was going. Can I get a witness? But I was running somewhere. And when God brings all that stuff back, y'all ain't, ain't getting this. It wasn't luck. It wasn't chance. It was Jesus. Didn't Jesus make a way out of nowhere? Didn't, didn't Jesus put us on a street called straight? Didn't Jesus break the power of our sin? Or do I have a witness up in the house? Won't Jesus continue to do for you what you can't do for yourself? Can I get it? All he wants you to do is acknowledge him. Lord, without you, I can do nothing. Can I get a witness? He just wants you to be honest with him and honest with yourself. Look at the final point in chapter 13, the introduction of the sinister. That's 666, the Antichrist. Now, hang in there with me. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Now, this is not Godzilla. This is the Antichrist, 666. The word Antichrist means in place of the real Christ. This beast, 666, coming out of the sea of humanity is a, 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 not, look, is a Gentile. Seven heads deal with two things, seven hills in Rome. It's coming out of Rome, but it also, it deals with seven preceding kingdoms, Egypt and uh, Babylon, Assyria, Greece, Medo-Persia, Rome, and this new Rome, which is the Antichrist, ten horns, uh, amen, it's, the word horn means power, ten powers, but seven heads, three were taken out by the Antichrist, I'm moving, and, and, and what is it about this beast that uh, he has a ten-nation confederacy, and, and he explains them in verse 2 backwards from what Daniel explains them. When you say backwards, it's because John is looking back. Amen. He's talking about the leopard in verse 2, which is Greece, because Alexander the Great moved swiftly. And he's talking about uh, the bear, which is 
Amen, the Medes and the Persians, because they were some ferocious guys. And then the lion, which I think is Babylon. And when you look at the dragon gave his power to his seat and great authority, the, the Satan gives the Antichrist power. And they worshiped the dragon and gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able with war uh, with him, to make war with him? And there was given unto him a great mouth, speaking blasphemy, and power was given unto him to continue 42 months, 1,260 days, three and a half years, about time and time and half a time. Hanging it with me. And, and the Bible says, verse 7, it was given to him to overcome and all tongues and nations and kindreds and all that dwell, verse 8, upon the earth worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. Because if your name is in the book of life, you get slaughtered during the tribulation period. If any man have an ear, verse 9, let him hear. And he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth and with the sword, so forth, so on. And then verse 11 says, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And it's the false prophet. He had two horns like a lamb. He, he was slick as a lamb. He deceived, but he spake as a dragon. Now, we got people in church like that. They come off like a lamb, but they full of hell on the inside. Let me, let me, let me say something about pain. Painful people causes pain in other people. When you see people full of hell and they're full of pain, they want to make you painful because they're painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, don't get quiet. Y'all done met some painful people before. All they do is transfer pain, their pain. They didn't have a loving daddy. They didn't have a loving mommy. They didn't have a good upbringing, so they, they're painful. Somebody left them, somebody did this, somebody did that. They're painful. What we do with our pain is typically we make others painful when we should give the pain to Jesus and let them heal that pain. So we started creating these little sidebars and secret plans that nobody, that you think nobody knows about to bring attention to yourself because you don't feel good about yourself. I got to have my name called. Oh, I'm a leader church. And y'all laugh. I had people here like that. Pastor don't never, pastor don't never call us. Am I really supposed to call you? What are you serving for? And who are you serving? Yeah. To God be the glory. If I never call you, you ought to be secure enough for yourself to know you are a child of the king. Can I get a witness? I, I don't have to keep calling your name. You, you got a pathological problem like some of the politicians today. You got to keep rallying around your name. I'm preaching up in this place now. That's a sickness, self-centeredness, narcissistic. Just I got to keep, I got to keep boosting myself. The people don't really know who I am. They don't know I can sing. 
I need to call Ken up. Give me the mic. I'll slay all of them. Do you, do you know where music started? Satan. I, I ain't saying y'all full of Satan, but sorry, Satan. He had the organ in heaven. He was the band leader. And, and, and it takes somebody that's secure in Christ to sit back and say, I don't need nothing called. I'm here to serve. I'm here to pray. I'm here to tithe. I'm here to support my pastor as he, as he leads us into green pastures. Do I have a witness? And, and child of God, child of God. And, and listen, don't be giving the mic to them people. Them, fight, them folk won't let the mic go. Can you pray? Well, before I pray, let me say, I, I woke up with a headache this morning and, and, my, and my husband ain't doing me right and, and the kids are driving me up a wall. Who asked you to do all that? Pray. And by the way, when we cast you to pray, long prayers in public means short prayers in private. So leave that one alone. Do I have a witness? When you get up here trying to pray from Genesis to Revelation, you ain't got no prayer life. Can I get a witness? <laughs> you done prayed it all here. Take some of it home. Lord have mercy. Help Jesus. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. This beast, the second beast is the false prophet who's coming out of the earth. His whole thing is to create a mark. Ah, ah. Yeah, 9 and 10, the false prophet comes up out of the earth with religious characteristics. Three things that are permeating society now. The political arena, the religious arena, and the, and the economic arena are the three things the Antichrist is going to usher in. The number of the beast, six, six, and six. Six is man's number, God, seven is God's number. To induce people to worship the first beast. Fire comes out of heaven, sets up an image. 16 to 18, the mark of the beast. You get the mark of the beast, you're going to hell. That means you will eat. That means the demons won't bother you, but you're going to hell. Can I get a witness? Amen. Be careful. All this is future yet coming. Can I get a witness? This will make the exorcist look like child's play. You ain't seen nothing scary till you see this tribulation. Can I get a witness? That, that, it's, it's going to be so bad that under one of the trumpets, it says that men will cry out to the mountains to fall on them rather than face God in his wrath. Uh, do I have a witness? And, and child of God, uh, as I close this sermon, verse 15, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, uh, uh, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be what? Killed. And he calls of all, both small and great, verse 16, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or on their foreheads. Amen. This is not a tattoo here. I heard one commentator, this is tattoos. Some of y'all got tattoos. It's not a tattoo. It's a mark. Here is wisdom. Let him, verse 18, that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 600, three score, and six. Ah, 
Here it is. What does this principle first mention? What does this remind us of? Going back to Daniel. When Azariah, Hananiah, Mishael, Jewish names, was renamed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you remember there, I think Daniel chapter 3, when it was read in your hearing, old Nebuchadnezzar said, at the sound of the supper, when you hear the sound, fall down and worship the image I have erected. Can I get a with false worship? And whoever does not fall down, I will cast them into a lake of fire, to the furnace of fire, a fiery furnace. Do I have a witness? Are y'all praying with me? And the Bible says that these three Hebrew boys who came there in the province of Babylon with Daniel's teenagers had already purpose in their heart that they would not defile themselves one-sixth with the king's meat. You can change our names. You can change our homes. You, you, you can change our titles, but you're not changing our hearts. Uh, we, we need people of commitment. We need people with a stick to it this spirit. Can I get a witness? And, and the Bible says, Nebuchadnezzar said, uh, will you not fall down? Do you not know that I can throw you into this fiery furnace? And one of the Hebrew boys said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we respect you, your king, but be it known to you that we will not fall down and worship this image. Can I get a witness? And Nebuchadnezzar said, throw him into the furnace. And you know, God's people, Israel, been, been, been thrown in the furnaces for centuries. Hitler did it. Haman did it. Come on now. Pharaoh did it. And, and, and every time he throws them into a furnace, God somehow gets them out. Can I get a witness? They threw the Hebrew boys in and, and, and the fire was blizzard up and, and he looked in the door of the furnace and he saw the three Hebrew boys on fire. And then Nebuchadnezzar did like that and said, wait a minute, did not I throw three in? But behold, there's a fourth one. And it looks like the son of God. When you're going through heat, Jesus goes through it with you. When you're going through hard times, Jesus goes through it with you. He'll, he'll snatch the heat out of your fire. He'll, he'll cause you not to singe. My God is an awesome God. Every time I've gone through suffering, Jesus has walked with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I'm his own. Every time I go through hell, God, uh, he's able to snatch that thing that's hurting me. Won't he do it, saints? He snatched the heat out of the furnace. Can I get a witness? And somebody said the three Hebrew boys was in the fire dancing. They were in the fire praising. They were in the fire thanking because my God is an awesome God. Satan, take your best shot. You can hit me with cancer. You can cause my marriage disruption. You can cause my children to go wayward. You, you can give me a disease that can't be cured. But there's one thing you can't take from me. You can't take my fellowship. You can't take my walk with the Lord. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. Do I have a witness? Jesus, won't he walk with you? 
Won't he walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Won't he walk with you? Won't he walk with you? He's able. He's able. He's able. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah. He's able. He's able. He is able. I got it in my bathroom. I got it in my study. A man who had a dream that he was walking on yeah, the shoreline. And he was walking with Jesus. And as they were walking, scenes of his life flashed through the sky. And as he looked down in the sand, he always saw two sets of footprints, his and Jesus. So he asked Jesus a question, Lord, why is it when I needed you the most that you left me? Because I only see one set of footprints. Jesus said, son, that was the time I carried you. Can I get a witness? Won't he carry you? Won't the Lord pick you up? Won't the Lord carry you? Won't he carry you? Let's stay on our feet. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. This tribulation is coming. Don't go to hell. Don't die before you receive Christ. I'm a real preacher. You must be born again. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. If you want to join this church in your Christian experience, raise your hand. We'd love to have you. You're getting prime rib doctrine here. Raise your hand if you want to join or be saved. Don't, don't be ashamed. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Is there one? Just raise your hand. Pastor, I'm going to get my life to cry. I see your hand. Come on, brother. We had two this morning. Come on. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Is there another? Step on out. Step on out. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Stand right here. Thank you. Thank you. Stand right here. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Come on. There another? Come on. Now, listen. I was saying this morning. I didn't say it this morning. I didn't say it this disservice. I was so excited after we met with the millennials last week. I went into new members orientation. There was 30 or 40 people in there. They were on fire. They were passionate about this church. Oh, pastor, we love it here. Da-da-da-da. Will you come on in? Come on in. It's time to come on home. It's time to come on home. Maybe you left, you need to come. Is there one? Come on now. Come on now. Step out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can I invite you to come? Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. I'm going to say it one more time. Is there one? Give your life to Jesus Christ or join the church. Come on in. Come on in out of the storm. Come in out of the storm. There's a hedge that God will put around you. Is there one? Hallelujah. Is there one? Praise Jesus. Thank you, my brother. Let's go with the ministers, please. Church, say amen. All right. All right. Hold up. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word that cannot come back void. Satan is doomed. He's on the clock. And Father, we're past halftime. 
Game's almost over. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, now as we transition to your holy supper, yes, Lord. none of us are worthy. Yes, Forgive us for our sins yes, in the shed blood of Christ, yes. through the shed blood of Christ. Yes. Cleanse us, and as we take these symbolic elements of your body and blood, we are re-commemorating your death, burial, and resurrection. Help us to do it wholeheartedly yes, and with discernment. Yes. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Reach down the baskets, do it quietly. Grab a flat, shh, do it quietly. If you're not saved, do not partake. You're eating and drinking damnation to your soul if you're not saved. Come on.